welcome to another episode of Mech and the Mech, making entrepreneurship core at the Mason Enterprise Center. I'm your host, Alex Yoon. In today's episode, we have Jack Boris joining us. Hello, Jack. Please tell us a little bit about yourself. My name is Jack Bars. I am uh, presently a consultant to a variety of businesses here in the D.C. metropolitan area. My background is in Fortune 500 companies and then progressively smaller organizations from there. I uh, grew up, if you will, in management at Xerox and MCI and Sprint and Bell South, and I was in very small parts of those very large organizations. At uh, MCI and Sprint, I was involved in electronic mail back before anybody had ever heard of electronic mail. At Sprint, we developed some of the first wireless email applications that we today think of routinely as iPhone or BlackBerry or smartphone devices. Did some more work on that at Bell South, and then um, got into smaller and smaller organizations, including running my own. Did some have done some nonprofit work, so I have a little bit of a either a checkered past or a broad background, depending on your point of view. What is strategic management? Well. I actually think that focusing solely on strategic management is too narrow. Strategic management or strategy management is really one part and only one part of the job of the leadership of an organization. It, it's sometimes hard, it's, it's sometimes very hard to keep in mind that you have to have a strategy that you implement when you're in the weeds on a day-to-day basis trying to get the product out the door or meet with customers or deal with potential investors. It's, it's really hard to remember that you're doing all this for a reason. But the, the leadership of an organization, and I actually prefer to think of it as leadership more than management for a variety of reasons, but it's that leadership's responsibility primarily to be able to elucidate the vision and and tell people what the company is all about. Set goals that will help you accomplish that vision. Uh, Define the strategy that will allow you to achieve your goals and then working farther down design tactics that support that strategy. So to pull out one facet of that and say and talk about strategic management is probably doing a disservice to the leadership especially young leaders who may be going through their first startup. What is the purpose of having a mission and vision statement? Well, it should be driving everything you do. There's just no two ways about it. You have to know, uh, there's an old cliche that if you don't know where you're going, you won't know when you've arrived. So you can think of the vision and the goals as really the map of where you want to go. What's the product? What's the service? What's the market? How do you want to differentiate yourself from other folks, uh, from other people in the same space? I mean, you have to have this grand vision. I think too many people sit down to write mission statements because somebody told them they had to have one, rather than having a mission statement that actually outlines their vision for the company and the products and the markets that that they serve. And, And everything really flows from the vision. You know, you if you have a clear vision of what it is you want to do, then you can pretty much decide what goals you need to achieve in order to get you toward to that vision 
if you understand what your goals are, then you'll understand what strategies might be employed. And if you understand the strategies that you need to employ, and, and these are in all the different disciplines that, you know, financial disciplines, technical disciplines, HR, et cetera, if you understand the strategies you're going to employ, then, you're, then you understand the tactics that you need. And then it's a matter of execution. Are there any core principles needed in management? Well, I have some pet peeves that I have seen, uh, mistakes I've made, mistakes I've watched friends and colleagues make, and I think that's really where you learn the best. I mean, and there are tens of thousands of volumes written about management theory and management tactics and, and how to do this and how to do that and the other thing, but, but the real world teaches some pretty important lessons. I think first and foremost, I'd say companies need to understand who their customers are. Not only what business the customers are in, but why they might buy from this from you. What needs do they have that your product or service fulfills? Who do they compete with? Uh, if you don't, if you want to develop a long-standing relationship with your customers, deeper uh, a deeper relationship than uh, the exchange of goods or services for money. If you want to have that partnership that we all talk about with our customers, you really have to invest the time and the energy to understand them and make sure that they understand that you know them and you're looking out for their interests because looking out for their interests also looks out for your own. So I I think especially in the technology industries, young companies tend to focus more on the product or the service or the technology and they become so enamored that they they think that everybody will see the benefit of their technology. And it's very enticing to fall into the trap of what's commonly called the field of dreams business strategy or the field of dreams marketing strategy. If we build a great mousetrap and and let a few people know about it, then the world will recognize magically that we have the best mousetrap. The reality is history is full of people who built great mousetraps but didn't market, didn't understand the market, didn't understand their customers, and their fabulous design for mousetraps is on a museum shelf someplace. So I think that it's very tempting to take the easy way out when it when that knowing a customer is, is really the first principle, if you will. The second is, is all about the people that you bring into your company. Um, you have to spend the time to get to know people you're, you, you intend to hire, whether they're partners or whether they're employees. You have to make sure that they buy the vision and that you have a way to communicate with one another. And then you need to get out of their way, make sure they understand their mission, and get out of the way and let, their do, let them do their jobs. It's one of the biggest mistakes that young leaders make is not defining the mission for their growing staff. And they also make the mistake on the other end of the scale of standing over their shoulder and watching everything they do. I, I, think, lead, I think young managers maybe they're not yet leaders, maybe they're just managers, tend to view staff as somebody to get something done rather than as a multiplier of the brain power of the organization. And so if you find the right folks and then get out of the way and let them do their job, 
you won't ever find yourself in a circumstance of only knowing what's happening when you have weekly staff meetings. Along those same lines, uh, Hewlett-Packard, when they were in their absolute heyday in the mid-80s, they were highly regarded and widely and loudly touted for being a great management company. And there were books written about how good they were. But their core principle about how to manage staff, they called, M- they called it MBWA, Management by Wandering Around. So what they required of their managers was not that they impart the mission to staff and then get out of the way and disappear. They required their managers to literally wander around. If it was a manufacturing facility, wander around the shop floor and see what's going on. And make sure that not only that you got out of the people's way when they were doing their job, but that they had everything they needed to succeed. And you can't do that if you're up in the ivory tower. And, and that's very important at every management level, whether you're talking about the CEO or whether you're talking about the guy who is in the fabrication center soldering motherboards for the mock-up. As your business grows, does management style change over time or should it stay the same? In theory, what you need to do as a leader in year one is so ridiculously different from the things you need to do as a leader in year 20 that they're almost not comparable. I mean, you know, these days we talk a lot about corporate culture and, and that sort of stuff, and that probably is not going to change in, in the short term. That's something we learned from the Japanese, actually, back in the 80s. But I think, actually, that the style, leaving personal style aside for a second, the things that a manager needs to do the, the the ways to accomplish that change almost on a minute-by-minute basis. You know, one of the things that I think managers don't understand is that their job is generally to decide. It's to make a decision. Their staff, no matter how empowered they are and how smart they are, are going to come up against situations where they just don't see the right way forward or they don't see a clear path forward. And they will come to you and say, what do we do, boss? And the manager's job is to decide often. It requires them to take action. So sometimes you're the decider, to choose a phrase used on an unpopular recent president. But it's true. Sometimes you are the decider. You are the decision maker. Sometimes you're the consensus builder. Sometimes you're a coach. Sometimes you're a drill sergeant. So... Yes, I think the successful leaders recognize that they play many different roles in different situations and with different personality types. And while they don't, they're not really chameleon-like because they still have, we all have our own style, our own personality that comes through, but the things that we're required to do as leaders require us to take a different approach almost to every situation that arises. Are there any other topics that you want to talk about today? I do want to speak just for a minute about this, the concept of leadership versus the concept of management. Because I think it's very important that young entrepreneurs especially understand if they have not had a lot of people working for them, not necessarily, say, have 100 people reporting to them, but if they have not managed staff, 
they the the concept of management versus the concept of leadership is a little ephemeral you know but it, it you can boil it down into uh, to a couple of words management tends to center around the word you where leadership centers around we and us so a leader says we need to service our customers better by answering more calls in when they call into our tech support center. A manager says to the customer support people, you need to answer more calls. People don't want to be managed, but they are willing to be led. And, and I think it's a very important distinction to make, and it's uh, a lesson that can be learned. That's where good mentors come in. If you can find leaders and establish a, a mentoring relationship or a mentored relationship and let them mentor you, then you'll be ahead of the game when it comes to that because well-led companies generally succeed. Thank you, Jack, for joining us today and giving us valuable feedback on strategic management. We hope that you join us in our next episode of Mech in the Mech, making entrepreneurship core at the Mason Enterprise Center. Until then, make a difference.